Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, 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 hard. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. The January grind. The new year is upon us. Happy New Year from Wrestling Mindset. 2023. Happy New Year to all. Let's make it the best year ever. That's it. There's no reason we can't do it. So we're talking about the January grind. Around this time of year, especially in college, people have been going since October. Practices have been, team practices have been consistent since October. The preseason usually begins even before school starts. And of course, for the year-round wrestlers, it's the same kind of thing. We're getting into the, the dual meet season. Our coach back in college, Zeke Jones, used to call, break it up different parts in the season. There was the, the beginning of the season tournaments, the dual meet season. So the tournament season, the dual meet season, and then the, and then the postseason. And in that period of time between the tournament season and the, and the postseason, we have the, we have the dual meets. So this is, this is where we're at right now. It starts to become a little bit of a grind. And as Brand said, think about the word grind. It's not a friendly sounding word. No, it's not. So, yeah, we just finished the tournament season. Actually, as we shoot this, I think it's day two of the Southern Scuffle. So the Midlands just finished up the Powerade tournament for, for high school wrestling. Um, Midlands, um, all, these, all these big tournaments. So a lot of wrestlers, almost everyone has been tested at this point. Right? We've had some competitions probably before that. We've had one or two tournaments. And now it's getting into that, that dual season. And like Gene said, for colleges, you know, you have about a month where you're doing double sessions almost every day, you know, so things get, things get challenging. Things get maybe a little bit repetitive. So we're going to talk a little bit about how, how we can deal with that effectively, because some things are outside of our control. Many things are outside of our control, but still a lot is within our control. So I guess before that, we should give a couple shout outs. We had the Powerade, um, you know, so high school starts with the Ironman, the Beast of the East, and the Powerade, which Wrestling Mindset was at all three of those, the trifecta 
of um, preseason wrestling tournaments. So Rocco Welsh, Powerade, gold medalist, won another big tournament there. Louis Gill, second place finalist in the um, in the Powerade. Michael Kolioko, our first NIL athlete from the University of Pennsylvania, where Gene and I both attended. He was a Midlands champion. Not only did he win it, but he beat three All-Americans back to back to back to win it. So big time championship for, for Kolioko there. Jack Medley was one of our wrestling mindset interns a couple of years ago, took fifth in the Midlands. Garrett Model, one of our mindset coaches, he's actually a, a graduate senior. So he graduated last year. That's why he's one of our mindset coaches, placed, I believe, fifth in the Midlands as well. And then another Penn wrestler, Cole Urbis, took seventh. So wrestling mindset is getting do- getting it done in these these big tournaments. And and that's just a few that we you know looked at offhand. It's there's too many to mention everyone. So if we forgot you, we're sorry. Right. So getting through this time of year, um, surviving, thriving really is what we want to do. Recognizing it's a long season, you have to take care of yourself. And that's 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 really step one, making sure you're healthy, building in recreation and fun. First of all, building in rest and recovery, getting your eight hours of sleep. We spoke about that in the last um, show that we did, making sure that we're recovering our body with ice baths, chiropractors, massage cupping, whatever it is. You see the, the top athletes, saunas, yeah. a lot of sauna. Good. I was going to say, let's let's back up a second. So I was just watching on Flow Wrestling, Brian Smith, longtime head, time co- uh, head coach of the University of Missouri. Um, he was just talking about, he was interviewed about, you know, some, I think there are three top seeded wrestlers that didn't wrestle in the Southern scuffle. So they were asking about that. And here you have a big time college head coach saying that the season is too long, right? The season is too long. And you know, I think many people voice the same concern in college wrestling, but the reality is we can't do anything about that, right? It's like we could plan for it. We could have a good plan, but we can't change the length of the season as as athletes and even as coaches for the most part. They could advocate, but ultimately it's got to be a leadership up top that's going to, you know, mandate a change in the season. I don't see that happening anytime soon. And so you look at Missouri, one of the things that they do is they have a plan. Some of their best wrestlers, uh, one of them an NCAA champ last year, is not wrestling in the Southern scuffle. And whereas, you know, as a fan, that's kind of, it's kind of crummy, right? We'd like to see him compete against the best guys. Probably would have had a rematch against uh, Shane Griffith, rematch of the NCAA finals. But, um, you know, they're looking long-term. You know, if it is a long season, there's nothing you could do about that. You have to have a plan, right? People are going to get sick. They're going to get injured. And even if not, none of those, they're, they're going to get tired, you know? So there's got to be a plan. So I think it's, um, it's a good thing to talk about right now. And then we could go through step-by-step step with, you know, what are some strategies you can do to deal with that? And you touched on a couple, I guess the first would be having a plan, right? It is a long season. So, you know, things are going to come down the pipeline, adversity, sicknesses, injuries that you, you can't necessarily plan for, but you can also have a plan for what, what are we going to do, you know, during that, um, during that mid-season one, one and a half, two months where you're just training double sessions every day in college. You know, what's the plan for that? And then, you know, we'll talk about practicing with a purpose, recovery, eating, sleeping, um, all those different things. Where do, where do you want to start? Where's the first one? We'll start with the approach. And I'd, I'd agree with Brian Smith with this, uh, Coach Smith here. Uh, and I know a lot of people do about the season being too long. But this also reminds me of, of like the international rules. A lot of times they change it. They change the you know, the, how they score the match or now they have, you know, the time of the match. So it's all the same kind of thing or, or, you know, how many points are given for a takedown. A lot of times the rules change or like the season parameters might, might change. 
as an athlete, you can't look at that at all because you're not in the governing body, right? So it doesn't even, it doesn't even pay to think about that. And as an athlete, when you say the season is too long, I mean, when you think about it, you're, you're trying to win a title. You're trying to do, you're trying to be successful. Don't look at it so much in terms of seasons. Look at it more. Your mindset should be, I wrestle. That means I wrestle year round. So really it's, it's not, this is the season. This isn't the season because you're not trying to lose in July. You're not trying to lose in May. You're not trying to lose in, in fall. You're trying to win all the time. I get it. There's different tournaments you're peaking for, different competitions you're peaking for, but don't look at it so much in terms of the season. Look at it. There's different phases of the year. And this is just the phase of the year you're in. And when there's different phases, there's different demands. Now there's a lot of making weight throughout the week. So you're going to have to have a plan for how to approach that. So as athletes, you want to take your mind off of, of what should and, and should the season not be. If that's, a bit, if that's a big passion of yours, get on the committee when you're done wrestling. And the same thing for FILA, for the international rules. Not worth thinking about when you're a competitor. So right off the bat, that's, that's your mindset. Who cares? Who cares? And the same thing with the seedings. I remember New Jersey State Tournament, they changed the way the brackets were. First, there was you know a first seed, second seed, third seed. And then they, they changed it a few years ago. A first seed in the top bracket, first seed in the bottom bracket. And a lot of people were complaining. In my mind, same thing as the rules with, with FILA, same thing as the duration of the season. Outside of your control, if you're an athlete, it's a waste of time. So what's your plan to deal with this phase of the year? That is your mindset. What's your plan to deal with this phase when there's a lot of dual meets coming up and there's a lot of um, mandatory team practices? How do you rest and recover in between? Starts with your mindset. That's your approach, what we're saying right here. Two, you're communicating. You should be communicating with your coach, telling them if your body's feeling worn down, you have to communicate that. And not in the sense of communicating that before practice or after practice or, you know, kind of doing it the wrong way. To be a, a mature adult, which is what you're looking to be, is going into the coach's office, talking to him, explaining to him about how your body's feeling, what's going on in your mind. That's important. Uh, a lot of people listening to our call, you have our, you have a mindset coach. You're on a wrestling mindset program. If you're not, you want to get on the mindset program as soon as possible so you can empty the tank in terms of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. You have to get the stuff off of your chest. You have to talk about it. And then having a plan of how you're dealing with it physically. But the mental always comes first. Now, coming up with the plan, your sleep, your eating, your rest and recovery. How are you recovering in between practices, in between matches? All of this. Yep. I was going to say communication is something I didn't plan on talking about, but that's that's a key piece, right? We, we're going to communicate it regardless of whether we do it right or wrong. So what a lot of times we'll do, and I, you know, we were guilty of it when we were in college, communicating to each other and people on the team. It's like, this stinks. We're overtraining. We're doing too much. Talk to your coach about it, right? Talk about it like a mature adult. You know, this is how I'm feeling and this is why. And maybe they do something about it. Maybe they don't. But rather than complaining to your teammates, which doesn't do anything effectively, you know, just drags down the whole team, talk to your coach about that, right? And, and we talk about the big word you hear a lot now, especially in college, is overtraining. Oh, we're overtraining, we're overtraining, right? And, and then I, I think this comes up on our Twitter a lot, but don't talk about overtraining unless you're, you're eating right, you're sleeping right, you're thinking right, right? And you're recovering right. So if you're not doing those things, so you ask yourself this question, am, am I overtraining? Well, are you sleeping well? Oh, no, I'm staying up late every night. It's like, okay, don't talk about overtraining. Don't talk to me about overtraining. Are you, are you eating right? You know, it's like, no, I've been, I've, been, I've been eating like crap the last few days. 
right, you can't talk about overtraining then because you're not even properly fueling your body. You know, are you thinking right? No, I'm too negative. I'm complaining all the time. I'm making excuses, you know, complaining to my teammates. Okay. Then don't talk about overtraining because you're, you're killing yourself. You're crippling yourself because you're thinking wrong. Right. And, and if you're not recovering, everyone gets, maybe there's a day off and everyone gets 24 hours off, but just because you and I both have 24 hours off doesn't mean we're getting the same recovery. You know, you might be staying up late, eating unhealthy, playing video games all day and not recovering really well. I might be, you know, getting a massage, sleeping, napping, whatever I have to do to get ready for the next day, thinking right, journaling, you know, getting ahead for school, making a plan. And I actually feel recovered and you don't. But we approach the, the 24 hour recovery day very differently. So that's that's a key piece there. So you know, don't talk about owner over overtraining unless you're eating right, you're sleeping right, you're thinking right, and you have a plan for recovery because otherwise you're kidding yourself. You're not even taking the bull by the horns and doing the right things on your end to have the right to even complain about overtraining. And I think that mistake is made all the time. So um, so I know it started with communication. Make sure you're communicating. And that's why a mindset coach is so great because, you know, one of our coaches can talk to you about dealing with this effectively because, yes, people do need to talk about it. You know, and maybe you could even say it is a little bit of complaining, but it's complaining in a structured way. You know, you're talking to somebody who has a plan for you or who could help you come up with a plan of how do you deal with this, you know, maybe the idea of overtraining in your mind when it's really you need to start eating better. You need to start sleeping better, you know, and it's coming from somebody other than the coach or mom and dad who have probably been saying the same thing for the last 15 or 16 years. So, um, yeah, having a plan and talking to somebody communicating effectively with your coaches, your teammates, and your mindset coach is going to be crucial during this time of year. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year, we have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month, and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Right. That big distinction between communicating versus whining and complaining. I think there's a big difference. When we're talking to our, our teammates, a lot of times it's just complaining, and we get it. There is, a, there is a time and place to get things off your chest. But ultimately, again, look at the 80-20 principle. 80% of your communication should be something productive geared towards the solution rather than being stuck in the problem. So, and, and you shouldn't be whining and complaining too much. You should be offering that right up. So there's, there's that. And then there's the aspect of, again, am I solution oriented or am I problem oriented? And you look at the best wrestlers, they're solution oriented. So when you're having, when you're having a talk with the mindset coach, that's a goal directed collaborative interaction. That's not just friendly conversation or shooting the breeze uh, there's a, so that's a big distinction there between whining and complaining versus uh, communicating with your mindset coach geared towards productivity. You, when you sit down and you talk to your coach, it, it doesn't always have to be. Sometimes it is. 
Hey, coach, can we please uh, can we set a meeting and talk? Hey, coach, can we talk? Other times it's not as formal as that. You're sitting down after practice, uh, maybe with the coach, and you're letting them know how you feel. The point is it's it, it's got to be done in a, in, a, in, a, in a certain way. In other words, things aren't just said in passing. A lot of times we communicate, especially as men, we communicate with our coaches and with, with our friends and family, a lot of times partners with um, just say something in passing as opposed to, you know, giving it a little bit more as respect. doesn't have to be formal, but, you know, set the distractions down and talk a, l- a little more privately of what's going on. And it's a two-way street. So don't whine, complain, blame, point the finger, be solution-oriented at least 80% of the time. I'd say even 90% of the time. Otherwise, you really are just wasting time and it's, and it's hurting you. And those negative thoughts, the complaining is going to keep you down. Your body is not going to recover faster. When you keep your life positive, you're going to recover faster. You're going to heal quicker. You're going to everything. You're, you're going to feel better. So your protein synthesis, your metabolism, all the systems in your body, fat oxidization, it's all going to get better when you're positive. And when you're negative, it all works in the other direction. So your words, your thoughts have a tangible impact on how your body is feeling. That's right. Yeah, I was just talking to one of our college athletes yesterday about this, that, you know, in 2023, make it a goal. Talk to yourself instead of just listening to yourself, right? Because you're going to get a million thoughts a day, maybe not a million, but thousands of thoughts every single day. And a lot of them are negative and you can't control those completely, right? But you could talk to yourself positively, you know, start telling yourself what you want to hear, right? Talk to yourself instead of just listening to yourself because you could control what you say to yourself. You can't necessarily control you know, what just comes into your mind. So get in the habit of talking to yourself, having good positive mantras, you know, talking to yourself like a champion. If you want to be a champion, talk to yourself like a champion, start treating yourself like a champion. And that starts with our self-talk. So um, talk to yourself instead of just listening to yourself. And then the other thing I wanted to add, I think it was, it was probably one of the first flow videos ever. One of the first ones that we ever saw. If you remember, we were, you're probably a senior, I was a sophomore, uh, the John Smith video. They came in flow wrestling and they shot a video um, in his in his wrestling room. And he was talking to his team about practicing with a purpose. Right. you got to practice with a purpose. It can't be routine. You know, I think this was it's I'm pretty sure it was during the, the winter break, you know, probably early January. And Coach Smith sat down his team and he said that, you know, practice can't just become routine. You know, so routines are good. I'm not saying routines are bad. But if you really want to be the best, you know, if you want to be a good college wrestler. It can't be routine. You can't just go in there every single day and just work hard. That's not enough. You know, it's good to work hard, but a lot of people are working hard and they're working really hard. So what makes a difference? And it's it's coming in and practicing with a purpose. It can't be routine. What am I trying to improve on today? And I think this is another way to make things more interesting during, you know, during a long um, session of double sessions, right? Double, triple sessions during this winter break. What's my purpose today? You know, and it might be something really small as finishing my single leg, uh, moving on the whistle, um, start, you know, having a better first move, um, getting out of legs when the guy is riding cross body on the weird side. You know, what is my purpose? Maybe it's attacking more. You know, a lot of athletes that I work with, it's, you know, they want to have a higher attack rate or we're not pulling the trigger in matches. We're not taking enough attacks. Well, that starts in the practice room, right? I remember Sergey Bell-Glassoff came and did a clinic around here. And he said that he wants his athletes taking um, one one shot every 10 seconds, right? One leg attack every 10 seconds. So six leg attacks in a minute, 
And most people are not doing that. But if you want to get better quicker, um, you know, you got to attack more. So that might be that might be a focus. So it's having a purpose every single practice and not just coming in and, yeah, I'm going to work hard and do whatever the coach says. Of course, we got to listen to our coach, but we have that extra little purpose. And that just makes that workout more meaningful, probably more enjoyable and definitely more beneficial. Yeah, the, the routine is setting a purpose every practice and the purpose might be a little bit different. Right. And, and certainly one of the things should be being the hardest worker in the room. And that kind of, that kind of goes without say, not that you want to be focused on other people, but if you, if you look around the room and you see people are going a lot harder than you, you should really pick up the pace. You should be going the hard. Well, you know, d- depending of course, also if there's certain technique that you're working on, you are going to want it to slow it down. But we're talking about when it comes to like conditioning and, and everything like that, when it, when it comes to that, 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 the conditioning at the end, that's where I would say be the hardest worker in the room. If if people are just putting out a lot more effort than you, you should be concerned there a little bit because that's that's just people in your room. Multiply that by people around the state and around the country. How many people are outworking you? So certainly that should be a goal. Be the hardest worker in the room uh, for conditioning, and then thinking about what are the different areas that you're looking to work on. You see that a lot with Penn State. They talk about that very frequently. They they fall in love. A big part of their focus is falling in love with the process. So that's what you need to do. And if you're a coach and you're a parent, you need to instill that in them. Fall, fall in love with the process. Working on the little things, it does make it more fun. Most guys are clocking in, clocking out. I checked off the box. I went to practice today. And even worse, guys are just looking at the scale. How much am I going to lose today? How much weight am I going to lose today? Which you shouldn't be thinking of before, like two days before the match anyway. Three days tops, right, in terms of water anyway. Um, you don't want to be thinking about just how much weight you're getting off. That's just you're 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 throwing that practice away. You're giving that practice to your opponent. When you're clocking in, clocking out, I did another practice. You're giving that one away to your opponent. So set some goals of what you want to be working on. If you don't know what to work on, sit down with the coach. Ask them what you should work on. Sit down with a with a friend, a practice partner, uh, someone you've been going live with. What do you think I'd ask them? What do you think I need to work on? There's always something to work on. And it certainly takes away the monotony. Anyone who knows, if you're just looking at the clock, anytime you're working or studying, if you keep looking at the clock, time goes very slow. When you're doing things with a purpose, time goes a lot faster. So even if you're trying to speed practice up, get things done quicker, you're far better being more detail-oriented rather than looking over at the clock. That's right. The other thing, the other piece you, you touched on a little bit that I think is really important, and we talk about focus all the time. What you focus on is, is crucial. You want to build confidence, you know, you better focus on what you're good at. You better focus on your strengths. The same thing comes to enjoying practice, right? Enjoying um, things when it's, you're in that grind of the season. What are you focusing on? And this is something that wrestling mindset takes very seriously. It's one of the first things that we go through with our wrestlers. What, what do you love about the sport? Right. We actually break it down. What do you love about practices? What do you love about workouts? That could be lifts. That could even be a run. Maybe that's a tough one. <laughs> what do I what do I love about running? You know, that's a tough one. I might need to think a little bit more for that. But there's got to be something that we enjoy about that. You know, maybe if it's just being with our teammates. Um, what do we enjoy about dual meets? What do we enjoy about tournaments and having a plan, writing that stuff down? Because what happens is we go into these workouts and we're thinking, you know, uh, we're going to be doing sprints after. After practice, we're lifting. After practice, we're going to do, you know, 20 sprints. We're going to be doing, you know, a lot of speed drilling. Maybe you're thinking about the two or three things that you don't like about practice. 
Now compare that with the, with the athlete who's doing the same practice as you, going to the same practice as you, but they're focusing on what they love about it. Oh, I'm going to get to do some sparring with my teammate. I'm going to get to focus on finishing my single leg. I'm going to get to wrestle live. I love wrestling lives. I want to get my hands on this guy today. Two guys going through the same workouts, very different mindset. You know, one person is, is basically dreading that practice or workout, and the other person, <laughs> there's, there's hope. I'm not saying they might not be dreading, dreading certain things, but they're going to enjoy it much more. And now you, you multiply that over the course of a whole season and come postseason, you're going to have two very different athletes mentally, right? So what, what do you love about different parts of your training? What do you love about different workouts? What do you love about dual meets? What do you love about tournaments? They're, they're slightly different. You know, a lot of it is the same, but the better you get at focusing on what you enjoy about what you're doing, you know, the, the more you're going to enjoy the, the actual workout and season. Right. And like you said, it might not be that you love these certain things, these certain uh, points, but you enjoy them. You like them. It doesn't necessarily have to be as strong as love, right? And then if you have a hard time, this is very, very important. This is a discipline that you need to develop. You have to develop this discipline of finding things you like and finding things that you enjoy because most people fall through the total opposite. It's all what they don't like and, and what they could complain about. Remember, your body has a tangible effect, has a tangible impact. There's there's an impact on how you're thinking if you're going down the positive road mentally or the negative road. If you're thinking of all the things you like and enjoy, your body is going to re respond a certain way. Your body is going to react in a different way if it's all the negative, the criticizing, blaming, whining, and complaining. So it's a discipline. You have to do that. And if it's hard, here, here's, here's a trick. A lot of times people say, well, I can't think of anything that I that I love um, that I like much less love. Well, turn the question on its head and say to yourself, what, what don't you hate? What's not so bad? And a lot of times when you think of, well, what don't I hate? What's not so bad? Your brain starts getting a little bit more creative and starts generating things. Hey, this isn't so bad. That's not so bad. Well, guess what you did right there? You, you, you thought like a positive thinker. You thought of what's better, what's good about the situation. So get really good at thinking of the positives of any situation. Like we said, that is, that is not being um, just uh, an idealist, a wide-eyed optimist who's just you know delusional. No, no, it's a discipline. It's hard, hard work, especially when times are tough, especially when you're going through a grind of the season, making weight, you lose a match, or you don't wrestle so well. It's very, very hard to focus on the positives, but you need this discipline to succeed and be happy in life. It's both. We want you to be successful and happy. And to do that, you have to you have to make yourself a positive thinker. It's a discipline. It's a choice. It's an act of the will. It's not necessarily a feeling. That's right. I remember years ago, probably five, six years ago, maybe more at this point, we had a Lehigh wrestler who was a freshman and he was struggling with motivation. He, we went through the exercise. One of the first things, what do you love about different parts of, of wrestling? What do you enjoy or what do you enjoy or what do you not hate? He, he, he posted this. He had this posted in his dorm room. So he could see it every single day. And that, I thought that's awesome. So the guy went on, he wrestled five years in college and now he's a college coach. So imagine that's somebody who's struggling with motivation, was able to start to focus on what he loved about training, what he enjoyed about it, or at very least, like you said, what he didn't hate about it. And he went on, he had a successful career in college, five, five, might've been one of the COVID guy, COVID years, so maybe six years. And now he's coaching in college. So it's, I'd say it's a huge success story. And that might've just been the matter of, changing a little bit of what he focused on. You know, it's easy to go down that negative, that road and, and just having a, a negative snowball effect. 
but instead we start to focus on what we enjoy about it and it becomes a little bit more bearable and eventually more fun. Right. A lot of people write down their goals and post them up. But out of all the exercises we have, this is one of those deceiving exercises where if an athlete looks at it at first, what do you love about wrestling? What do you love about practice? What do you love about a tournament? What do you love about a dual meet? It might seem a little bit corny compared to some of the other exercises that we're doing. But there is no exercise that has been more uh, posted and front and center of our athletes' minds. I've heard many athletes that I've worked with and that other people who have um, that have been through our program that they're posting this exercise up on their locker in their bedroom. They're looking at it constantly because they realize just how important this is. It's, it's important when times are tough, it, it, you know, difficulty mid-season, that January grind. And it's, and it's very important also towards the postseason when everyone starts thinking all about winning. But the reality is it's important all the time. So like I said, this is one of our most posted front and center exercises that we have. Just people posting that list up of what I, what I love like, enjoy, or at least don't hate about the sport. And it retrains your mind. You need to see it all the time. It's one thing to be looking at your goal all the time. That is great. That is very important. But you have to give yourself the necessary fuel to get yourself up and going because times are tough. There are times where you, where you look at that goal and man, I'm, I'm a ways off. Okay, well, what do I enjoy about wrestling? But if you again, you listen to the the interviews, the Penn State guys, and it's not just the Penn State guys that are saying this. The best wrestlers from all the different schools, from all the different countries, they are focusing on improvement. How can I get better? What do I enjoy about the sport? What are the positives? So train yourself to be a positive thinker. It's very hard to do by yourself. That's why the mindset coaching becomes important. That's why you need wrestling mindset. This is why your son need, needs wrestling mindset. Your daughter needs wrestling mindset. Your team needs wrestling mindset. It's it's not just, you know, back to the communication misunderstanding. Like we said before, there's a difference between whining and complaining versus communicating with your coach. Well, there's a difference between a coach giving a team a pep talk or having it having a talk with a heart to heart with a friend or a teammate. That's great, but that's not mindset training. It's actively working on becoming a positive thinker. And most people just don't know how to do it. It's a difficult thing. You need someone to hold you accountable. That's right. Why don't, why don't you touch a little bit on um, recovery? We talked about recovery before, but what are some things? So you, you're doing double sessions, triple sessions, and then and then you get a day off. What are some things that we should be doing? What is what are some things that a wrestler should be doing in those those 24 hours? We talked about sleep and nutrition. You got to be fueling your body properly. You got to be sleeping, right? What are some things you should do during that day off, or maybe things you shouldn't do? that are gonna help you recover quicker? Plenty, the, the sleep, like we said, um, active rest. Zeke Jones always spoke to our team about that. Walking is very therapeutic. Ice baths, you see constantly, that, that's, that's a big deal. Epsom salt baths, when you're taking a shower, this should just be as a general rule, you start with hot, hot or warm water, and then you end with cold water for the last few minutes because it, gets, it releases the um, more lymph in your body, white blood cells. Body brush, use the body brush. Again, this is taken from naturopathic doctors. And this is important because this is natural stuff that they've known about for thousands of years. If you're looking to recover, you're going to take this stuff seriously. So uh, the body brush helps right after getting out of the bath or the shower. Um, what else? There's a ton. If you, if you need any, cer certainly any kind of certainly any kind of um, physical therapy that you need to do, icing your body, yeah, the, the stick, the Theracane. 
the um, got to get stuff like this, right? Yep. Uh, Zeke, when we went back at Penn, Zeke had the, the masseuse come in, the sports uh, massage therapist. He came in twice a year. Um, if you need, certainly, if you need a chiropractor, um, yet using, like I said, walking is very therapeutic. Also, if your school has a reverse hyper, I mean, again, founded by Westside Barbell, that how big of a deal that is in terms of recovery, because that's that's therapeutic because it rotates the sacrum. So it's not just it's not just a builder; it's also a recover. <laughs> that's why my favorite video with Louis Simmons, God rest his soul, was he said, "If you don't have a reverse hyper machine, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You don't give a darn about anybody." So that's what he was saying about teams and schools that don't have a reverse hyper machine. So get on the reverse hyper for your lower back, icing your knees, icing your shoulders. You need to do all this stuff. So, and the sauna, the sauna is not mainly used for cutting weight. The sauna is mainly used for recovery. So you spend in a nine minute session, the way the Soviets do it, first of all, it's got to be between 190 and 210 to optimize the sauna. And it should be 15% relative humidity. You spent the first three minutes on the bottom bench with your legs draped down. You spend the next three minutes on the top bench with your feet uh, draped down. And then the, the last three minutes are spent on the, the bottom uh, seat with, with your legs straight out. Uh, just better for recovery. So there's a lot of things you could be doing for, for rest and recovery and changing these these different modalities up. That also makes it fun. So it's not just heat. It's not just ice. You know, you have a little bit of fun with it going in, going into the chiropractor if you need to. There's a ton, but have a plan. First, right. it starts with your body's needs. It starts with what does your body actually need? If you need PT, you got to get you got to get the PT. Speaking about it, go in and talk to your trainer. They have they have their degrees and their credentials in that. What do you think would be best for me? This is where I tend to get pain. This is where I tend to get sore. Also think about what it is that you like. For me, I always just loved a hot bath. So during the season, um, if, I, if I was able to shoot back home uh, when I was when I, in the Rutgers days when I was over there, it was nice to just go home and take a bath for the sheer purpose of recovery, put on some music and just kick back. So there's a lot of things you need to be doing. So I think when this video comes out, you're going to be at the NWCA duels, right? You and Faith are going to be there. Maybe, maybe that it's just going to be ending. But um, let's talk about that a little bit. So Wrestlers and Business Network is going to be at the NWCA duels, Division Two, II, Division Three, um, NAIA, women's wrestling. So there's going to be a lot of teams over there. You and Faith are going to be out there representing wrestling mindset, um, both for wrestlers and then also for Wrestlers and Business Network, right? We're we're still hiring. Right. Wrestlers, once you graduate, you're going to need a job. And a lot of wrestlers don't have the first clue of where they're going to work and what they're going to do because they've been thinking about. And this is also true in the Ivy League we've seen. We probably have more Ivy League people work with work with us um, as far as mindset coaches than really any other group. So the, the whole thing is to be successful in wrestling, you need to be borderline obsessed. You need to be fanatical. So you've been thinking about wrestling, your your mind and, and every all your focus has been on wrestling. If you want a career in wrestling, well, that's exactly what we do. So if you're looking for part-time work or full-time work, you got to get a hold of us. The key thing is we want to see that you care about helping kids. We need good mentors. There's, there's no substitute for good mentors. Have some experience as, as either coaching or being maybe if you're coming right out of college, uh, being a technician, helping out with the youth program, camp counselor, these kind of things. We want people who really want to make a difference in kids' lives, really spend some time uh, working with teams, working with individuals, or speaking at wrestling clubs. So if you need a job, which all wrestlers do once they graduate, 
make sure you get a hold of us. Give us a call. That's right. That's all I got. All right. So getting through that January grind right now, you should be armed with a lot of practical tips. As we said, the most important thing is mentally, because once the mind is gone, the body is shot. Why are we able to name so many things physically? It's, it's funny because we're here we are, a mindset company, and we're generating all these solutions of what you could be doing physically. Number one, we've lived through it before. All of our mindset coaches, or almost all of our mindset coaches, were former college wrestlers. Of course, we also have high-level athletes of different sports as well. And then why are we able to generate these solutions? Because our thinking cap is on. We're thinking positively. We're solution-oriented. When you're trained to be a positive thinker, when you're trained to be solutions-oriented, you are able to come up with a lot of things physically to do. So you need to work on your mindset. You need to improve. The time is now. 2023, remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. So it's time to start working on your mindset. Whether you're looking for a job or whether you're looking to take your wrestling career to the next level, make sure you get a hold of us. Wrestling Mindset 2023, let's make this the best year ever. No reason why we can't do it. Like, subscribe, share the video. Give us the thumbs up. God bless you. God bless your families in the new year. Take care. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.